You are about to experience Vegas bad boys of podcasting. Fortunately, you are about to hear lots of opinions. But uh, rarely any facts. Impersonation might occur. But uh, good luck trying to figure them out. This program is not intended for kids or the easily offended. Listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. You press play. It's too late to stop. Get ready to podcast. Hey, welcome to a new edition of Vegas Bad Boys Podcasting. I'm DJ Impact. I got Sin City Steve here with the Simon Street and Matt Michaels. And uh, welcome to Wrestling Talk. And as you can imagine, after this past uh, weekend, there's a lot of wrestling to talk about. So uh, we're going to knock it right out. Good to see you, fellas. We're about to uh, get right into it with our four-way stop. All right. Sin City Steve, man, what would you have for the week? All right, first things first, welcome back, DJ Impact. We definitely missed you, brother. Great oh, to have you. you. Appreciate um, it. Also, uh, I wasn't on the show last week, so I didn't have a chance to talk about Forbidden Door. So you're, you're going to notice a bit of a trend with that tonight with me. Oh, uh, I, hope that the, I hope that the rest of you guys don't mind to talk about WWE stuff. Um, anyway, um, Will Ospreay is your new IWGP United States champion. After defeating Kenny Omega at Forbidden Door, yeah, uh, the show was going on, like I said, when we were live last week. Um, but make no mistake, this itself was one of the best matches of 2023, period. Um, the only match, quite frankly, that's up there with it is my original match of the year pick. All the way back at January 4th, their Wrestle Kingdom match still is number one so far in my list of match of the year. Um, but quite frankly, the build was great in this um, as far as they actually made it feel like as if it belonged in the main event spot on the show. And quite frankly, it should have been. Um, unfortunately, the match is going to be overshadowed by the Tiger Driver 91. Um, and, you know, it, 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 it's a shame because the match was fucking great. Yes, Kenny Omega got dropped right on his fucking head. Um, I'm not a huge fan, to say the very least, of those head drops. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, after that, Omega, um, you know, he uh, he took the Tiger Driver 91, got hit with a hidden blade and a Stormbreaker. Osprey is your new IWGP United States champion. Next up, maybe all in uh, Wembley Stadium. They run it back there. Why not? Um, don't worry, though. We're going to talk about that match in a future segment also. Um, Brian Danielson is one of the toughest motherfuckers in the business. I uh, mm. took a tombstone on the outside of the ring. Kazuchika Okada rolled him back in the ring threw an elbow drop on him and broke his fucking forearm 10 minutes before the finish. Danielson wrestled another 10 minutes with a broken fucking forearm. Um, the, yes, the match quality did suffer a bit as a result of it, but again, he's down his, his fucking forearm. Um, Danielson did pick up the win and actually made Okada tap out second time that he's tapped out in his career. The only other person to make Kazuchika Okada tap out, Shinsuke Nakamura. Wow. So he made him tap out with a broken forearm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Get it, wow. Get it, Lisa. Wow, it's pro wrestling. It's not. I know, scripted. right? Did it at least look uh, believable? Um. So the the <laughs> submission that he got him in at the end was sort of like the bell, the label lock, but he also used his leg in the place of his forearm. Um, so it was. It was pretty convoluted, but at the end of the day, it looked pretty fucking painful, too. So, gotcha. yeah, it, it got the job done. Simon Street, man, what you got? Well, you know what? Um, I just got to say, I'm going to go a little bit different and do my four-way based on everything that wasn't money in the bank. So, with that being said, um, undisputed WWE Tag Team Championship, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn versus Pretty Deadly. Good, solid match. Um, and if you had any doubts about Pretty Deadly being on the main roster, watch this match. They do definitely belong. Their niche is is perfect. I don't think there's any other tag team that has, like I call, Siegfried and Roy uh, in wrestling terms. They are it. I like them. I'm pretty heavy on Pretty Deadly. Uh, with that, uh, got a chance to watch uh, Dynamite this week uh, in the aftermath of Forbidden Door. Um, uh, you're the one who watched, huh? You're the one who watched. Well, I watched, yeah. So, (laughs) you don't don't know the number, the number was horrible for a well. Well, you know what? I watched it for a follow up because as the blood drips, Moxley bled once again versus his match versus Ishii. Um, really good again. Moxley does good in these types of matches, particularly with strong style or anything like that. It just looks good. I don't think somebody else could have done it. Um, interesting enough, how uh, his wife backstage is like, What's going on between you and your boy? I was like, Damn, now you give a shit. I mean, your boy, your boy been bleeding more than you do on your menstrual cycle when you wasn't pregnant. All of a sudden, now you give a shit. I thought it was pretty funny, but it was cool and convincing because you know how wives are. Look, you guys been boys, get your shit together. Um, and then also to uh, NXT Championship, Carmelo Hayes uh, versus Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin brought back the Long Wolf. We all talked about it. I thought it was freaking awesome. I'm excited for it, even though he lost. You know, in Trick, uh, it, with, with this, this is a trick. Uh, you know, Carmelo Hayes is still your NXT Men's Champion, and that's my four way stop, y'all. All right, cool, Matt Michaels. Hey, you know, let's give Carmelo credit because on Monday night he wrestled Finn and then he wrestled Balor or, or uh, Corbin the next night on, on uh, NXT. So um, what a damn good double duty job for Carmelo. And he's proven mm-hmm. that he's going to be a fucking star. Mm-hmm. On the end of NXT, we saw uh, Braun's, Braun Breaker uh, storming out of Shawn Michaels' office. And apparently something big is going to be announced next week. Uh, it looks like Braun is full on embracing being a dick, which is good. Really fucking nice to see. It's a great character change for him. Get uh, a handle on it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's really good to see. Um, and, uh, you know, that, uh, that matchup between Tiffany Stratton and uh, mm-hmm. Thea Hale. That was nice to see a little, uh, a little run-in uh, saved by Mr. Chase on uh, on Duke uh, when uh, the uh, Dempsey and Gulak were beating him down. Um, some good shit for that. Um, you know the uh, the stuff that uh, Ko and Sammy are doing right now is just priceless. 
really good, really solid uh, work, whether it be in ring or backstage. Um, you can't ask for two more entertaining guys and finally getting a chance instead of just having feuds against each other to work together has paid off terrifically. It's nice to see, and it's a good change of pace. Um, but speaking of friends getting along, Shayna Baszler turning on Ronda, which mm-hmm. is a difficult turn because it's heel on heel turn, which is, you don't see that a lot. Mm. And that means that Ronda is going to have to try to get the fans to embrace her as a face for this feud. So it's going to be interesting to see how they go with it. I thought it was going to be Raquel turning on Liv, uh, but uh, they definitely wanted to set up this before uh, before Ronda uh, says goodbye to the WWE. So very interesting to see that. Yeah. It will be, and if the goal was to somehow get Ronda to be a face, then they they're gonna fail at that one. But, you know, it is what it is. Let's get with the two sweet for the week. All right, out the gate, John. Welcomes, good to see you, man. He says, uh, "Hey, Kevin Owens in his backstage segment is gold right now on Raw when Sammy was taunting Imperium, where Baldy was the." Uh, us and when Adam Pierce shows up and KO goes found him just for Sammy look at looked at him as to say dude then you go uh, Owens goes I need to get my gear on I'm in a t-shirt and shorts I need different shorts and a different t-shirt and John was just sitting up there going crazy laughing it was a good segment Simon Street though for you what was your two sweet for the week uh you know what my two sweet for the week is going to be I'm going to say it first. Civil War is over, but it was good. It was really good, man. I was uh, I, I don't like these these kind of gimmick matches, these Civil Wars, because I even though we have a built up story behind it, I uh, I just have never liked it. It's just not my cup of tea. However, this one was really good. It started off pretty damn slow. Thank goodness it was in England. An England crowd can really energize a library atmosphere because that match was really slow paced and i get it that's more of a roman reigns type of match but it started picking up some of the emotions started dipping in and then it became a really really good match toward the end um i really do like some of the things that stuck out um obviously solo sokoa in the beginning part even though it was slow and methodical i liked how they were able to point out no one's ever really like the brothers the usos never got a chance to really see the power of their brother now they know so uh, that was a pretty interesting one. Uh, I think also, too, mine is going to be uh, another good match from uh, Money in the Bank was that Intercontinental Championship match, Matt Riddle and Gunther. Probably one of the better matches I've ever, title matches I've ever seen Matt Riddle in, ever. And a big shout-out goes to Gunther. That guy is freaking white hot. He can't lose. He, I, I'm telling you, this guy is... Your wrestler's wrestler. By the time it's all said and done, he is your wrestler's wrestler. Uh, flashback to a lot of the old golden age that Matt Michaels is so fond of. Uh, his wrestling style, he's amazing. Every time you watch him, man, uh, everything he does, the small little things is what really makes every one of his matches amazing. Um, and uh, that is my two sweet for the week. I've watched both of those matches over again. 
Mm. I actually did. Both of them. Nice. Okay. Uh, Matt Michaels, how about you? Uh, you know, I really enjoyed the um, idea of Damian Priest winning the Money in the Bank. I thought yeah. that was a great move. But I even more so enjoyed it in the fact that they teased LA Knight so much right at the end. Just teased it and teased it. And that crowd was so fucking behind him that it sets it up for him to be chasing a belt. You know, there's no doubt. They can't ignore the fact that he's so fucking over. Um, You know, it wasn't just, you know, it just, when you have that many massive people in in a big arena like that, behind someone like that, it was just, it was ridiculous to see. Um, But those were the two right guys that kind of finished that match. But Jesus Christ, talk about Logan Paul once again, just fucking doing everything (laughs) that you can do. That fucking face bump, uh, taking that front bump on that table and just embracing the fact and putting it online that he just got his fucking shit fucking smashed on that was amazing, man. That was just fucking crazy. Um, Talk about Ricochet, you know, now has twice gotten really big viral attention through Logan Paul, which is absolutely great for him. Um, you also got to give credit to, to Pete Dunn in that match. Just some really good spots with him. Um, I, I mean, I liked what they were doing with the LWO stuff uh, as well, but Pete Dunn doing the uh, the finger pulling on the ladder to look like maybe he's going to win the, the money in the bank. That was some good shit. So yeah. um, I think that that, that match uh, was just perfect storytelling um, for what it was needed. And the women's match was uh, was you know just as successful in uh, putting Io Sky up there, and uh, maybe giving us a little opportunity to see uh, someone else, you know, that isn't Charlotte in the you know in the main focus or you know the people we've seen Oscar and um, yeah it's you know Bianca. And that whole thing on SmackDown just kind of made me just kind of go, eh. Charlotte, Bianca, Asuka, seen it, eh. Yeah. Eh. So, Eo Sky, that that should be cool. Yeah, I think so. It's good. That's the great thing about having uh, uh, these types of uh, events uh, like Money in the Bank. It does allow the introduction of other people to. That we can look forward to to seeing some sort of a championship match with, especially especially with that mix in there for the women, where you know you had Trish and Becky. You talk about old, you know, yeah. old old hat in there, and they could have easily gone with one of them. So, absolutely, absolutely, uh, Cincinnati Steve, man, what you got? All right. So, um, Michaels, uh, just to piggyback off of something that you said uh, in terms of L.A. Knight, uh, Triple H at the the, uh, the post-show press conference uh, actually said, I know L.A. Knight was a massive favorite coming into tonight, continuing that ascent. Great things come to those who wait, right? And I think that rise is just getting started. So, yeah. 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 I, I completely agree with you on that. Um, elsewhere. How could I not give Bullet Club Gold a two sweet for the week? I mean, it it just <laughs> it's there, you know. Uh, Jay White, Juice Robinson are definitely getting over with crowds. Whether it's uh, 
for appreciative purposes or the mere fact that Juice is just so good at getting on everyone's nerves, which newsflash, he's a heel. He's supposed to do that. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, it, they look to be essential figures on AEW Collision every week, and I'm fucking here for it. Um, adding the guns to the stable, it just makes sense. I know that we had talked about that a couple of weeks ago, and it really will help everyone involved. Um, it also looks like we're going to be getting CM Punk versus Jay White very soon. And uh, that was a match that I didn't know that I wanted until these guys started working together. Um, elsewhere, too sweet to uh, Matt Michaels, your buddy, Tony Khan, for licensing the use of the final countdown for Brian Danielson at Forbidden Door, which was fucking amazing. Extremely well done and a total surprise to Brian as well. Uh, Danielson didn't know that they were going to be using the final countdown and uh, it actually, you know, made him break character as he was getting ready to go through the curtain there. Um, I, uh, I still can't believe that they pulled the trigger on giving Damian Priest the money in the bank contract. Um, too sweet to that fucking guy for finally getting a push that he deserves. Mm -hmm. And hopefully this is just the start of it. Um, most people in attendance obviously would have had rather had LA Knight walk away with it, but this was extremely well done. And I mentioned here on the show, um, in leading up to money in the bank, that those were your two top guys to actually, that would benefit the most from the money in the bank would be LA Knight and Damian priest. Um, priest has been eating L after L after L. Usually it's a trope with the money in the bank briefcase that once you get it, you lose every single match that you have until you cash it in. Hopefully, this is going to break that trope. And now that Damian Priest has won that money in the bank, who knows? Maybe he'll actually start winning some matches in route to beating Seth Rollins and doing something that Finn Balor couldn't do for that World Heavyweight Championship. Um, you know, once once we get that removal from Judgment Day out of the way and all. <laughs> yeah, and he becomes the leader of the LWO. No. Oh, <laughs> hey, whatever, man. Fuck it. He, he was speaking Espanol a little bit more than hey, the members of LWO. Stranger things, stranger things have happened. Seen, seen your money in the bank. Yeah. <laughs> sure. All right, yeah. Here we go. There couldn't have really been any uh, WTF this week, could it? I don't know. Let's go right over to Matt Michaels. Tell me, man, do you, you found anything, man? So, if you're going to have two guys bleed like stuck pigs, do it at the end of the fucking show instead of the beginning of the show. Also, Jesus Christ, can we make it any more fucking boring? Just guys standing there chopping each other for ten fucking minutes? Great wrestling. This is fucking entertaining. <laughs> Jesus uh, oh, and by the way, Moxley was beating up his goddamn great-grandfather. Ishii is, what, 632 years old? For fuck's sake. <laughs> Jesus. Um, and Danielson, Brian Danielson, go fuck yourself. What are you fucking doing? You can't stay healthy anymore. Stop wrestling. Mm. Be a fucking booker. Be an agent. Get the fuck out of the ring before you break your goddamn neck. Ooh. That's it. I'm sorry. Ten minutes. Oh, he made it through ten minutes with a broken hand. What the fuck? Maybe you shouldn't have broken your hand in a match because you shouldn't be fucking hitting each other 
with the the chops so fucking hard and the moves so fucking hard. All right, strong style. Come on, <laughs> whatever. Fucking stupid. Jesus. Well, final countdown. Only only you five hundred thousand people know that that dude came out the final countdown. Everyone else knows his WWE theme. All right, come out to that, and people will react. Mm. I just want to see Steve. I'm reaching out for the fucking hot tag impact. Like, I, yeah, I got you. I got you. And all right, cool. Go, man. <laughs> you know, so first things first. Just to correct you, he didn't break his forearm in doing strong style chopping. He, it was a, it was a freak thing on an elbow drop that could, quite frankly, happen in any match. Okay, it all depends on the placement of your arms. So, nonetheless, uh, you know how I said I'd be talking about that Omega and Osprey match again in another segment. Well, yeah. here we are, and I'm not I'm not afraid to actually point out when um, a promotion that I like does something that is uh, a little bit what the fuckish. There's a there's a shocking little thing in the tribalism that uh, yeah. pervades. Not just the pro wrestling landscape. Find something with a fuckish in WWE that doesn't make sense, and we'll point it out. Uh, Maybe I'll have to start watching the product. Okay, it's coming. Anyway, um, you know, you know, what the fuck is with the AEW officiating? Seriously, what the fuck is with the AEW officiating? Don Callis gets thrown out of of ringside after interfering in that match, and then, of course, at the end of the match. He has to run back out there, come to ringside to pass a screwdriver off to Osprey. You mean to tell me that Will Osprey couldn't have just grabbed one from underneath of the ring on his own? Callus didn't have to come back out there. Fuck that. The match was actually hurt because of his involvement in it and the incompetence or perceived incompetence of the official who just so happened to be Paul Turner. He was made to look like such a fucking geek in that entire situation. Mm. Elsewhere, Sting and Darby Allen defeating Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara in that tornado tag match. That in itself isn't necessarily why this match is being mentioned here. It's being mentioned here because, well, there was a uh, pretty well-known spot that happened in the match. Sting and Darby set up two tables far from the ring. Darby acts like he's going to jump off the top of the ladder. Sting waves him off. Sting decides to jump off the top of the ladder Onto Sammy Guevara, the only problem is is that he hit the first table and then hit the side of the table with his face, lacerating him in the mouth and dislodging a tooth. The man is 64 years old. The man is 64 years old. Mm-hmm. I just had to say that twice. Sting, you've accomplished a lot in the business. You don't need to be doing this shit, okay? Um, yeah, it, it's... What the fuck? Um, And then just a purely subjective what the fuck. But the only thing I hate more than Saturday pay-per-views are Saturday afternoon (laughs) pay-per-views. Now, and and the reason for that, it's purely, it's purely selfish. And to those, to those folks in other time zones where they, you know, they inconvenience themselves to watch pay-per-views that are shown on American time schedules. I get it. I understand the only reason why I'm saying it is, well, quite frankly, I have to work at my shoot job. And, uh, you know, that doesn't exactly help me having to bob and weave trying to dodge spoilers. Yeah, you, you you have to shut those off, man. 
you know. That's exactly what I do. You just you shut it all down. Yep. Because you will get it spoiled in some way. All right. Sorry, Mr. Street. What you got? Well, you know what? My WTF is going to start off first with uh, that women's tag team championship match. I'm going to be honest with you. If it wasn't for Shayna Baszler blindsiding the shit out of, uh, you know, uh, Ronda Rousey, that match was a snooze alert. And I called it dead to right snooze alert from the onset. Uh, when they booked that match, I was not excited about it. No offense to Liv Morgan. I've seen enough of Liv Morgan. I'm waiting for her to be in that movie she's going to be in, The Killing Floor. That's about it. Uh, no offense to her. She's a nice lady. Uh, Raquel, uh, <laughs> I'm just being honest. <laughs> just I don't give a shit. Um, you know, and also, too, some things that don't make sense that WWE does. Okay, so you have Ronda Rousey on Monday victimize Raquel. To only be victimized and blindsided by Shayna, we know that she is the weakest link when it comes to being a face. It's been her history in WWE history. It just has. Now, the only thing I can think of and surmise that she could possibly do, and I hope Rhonda's listening, is remember when you got your ass blasted in UFC and you lost finally and you had this emotional distraughtness like it just happened, I need you to be like that for the next month until your contract's up. Because that's the only way you're going to be able to sell being a face as a victim. I don't know how you're going to do it because you're not going to come out and no one's going to buy your shit. No offense. Maybe your merch, but not the shit you're going to sell. So that's my first WTF. The second thing is uh, Drew McIntyre. Okay. Homeboy came back. Hometown, everybody's happy. Okay, you going with Gunther? Okay. Uh, does anybody smell what 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 Vince in in WWE are cooking? Um, you may possibly may possibly get that Intercontinental Championship, but what are you going to do afterwards? Go back to his hometown of England. Probably. Now, that's that's the WTF, and that's stuff that WWD does all the time. It just didn't make any sense to me. And last but not least, um, let's talk about the hoe for hire, Logan Paul, because that's what he is. He's a hoe for hire. This dude will do anything to get him some clicks and views. Now, it's great that, you know, Ricochet, as you mentioned earlier, um, uh, one of y'all said that it's the second time Ricochet has been getting, I think it was you, Michaels, it sucks that a dedicated in-ring performer such as Ricochet is having to work with Logan Paul just to get Logan Paul over versus the amount of hate that we can't stand, which usually gets Logan Paul over. That's the only reason why Logan Paul gets invited again. These crazy ass shit he does and the fact that nobody fucking likes him. Nobody likes him. So at the end of the day, you want that heat. You want to bring that heat. So it is what it is. So. I'm always going to say WTF for Logan Paul. Call me a hater. I don't give a shit. I am the biggest fucking hater of that guy. You are. That's what he is. He's that guy. He's that guy. I appreciate the effort, son, but I'm sorry, man. I don't need you every fucking... Dude, fuck him. Fuck him. Fuck him. Fuck him. That's my WTF. Thank you. Oh. Well, um, sorry, uh, Logan. (laughs) He's a big fan of the show, too. Yeah. Well, was all right. Let's move. Fuck them. That's the microphone down here. Fuck them. Let's see if what you don't mean. like them. You can look down and suck them. All right, oh there you go. God. 
Uh, All right. I'll start. I'm looking out for uh, Logan Paul to kick Simon Street's ass. So uh, please, anyone, (laughs) if you know Logan Paul, please give him the info. Simon will definitely take him on in a fucking fight, a shoot fight, and we'll see what happens. Okay, let's do it. Let's do it. And then hand him a prime drink afterwards. Yeah, exactly. You know what? You know what? Fuck prime drink. My son drinks this motherfuckers four or five of them a fucking week. I had to tell a little shit to stop drinking them because it's high in fucking sugar. And this motherfucker doesn't like it. He said, well, Logan Paul drinks it. Fuck you, Logan Paul. Bringing that shit in my house. My kid's drinking that shit. Oh, see, it's a personal thing. No, it's not really. I'm just, I'm, I'm just, I'm just adding extra shit to. Insult. Is your kid, is your kid drinking Bud Light too? Because <laughs> I'd rather him drink Bud Light than oh, fucking Jesus Prime. Christ, you're a horrible father, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. John got my back. Uh, Michael, is anything else, man? No, no. I just, I okay. want to see Logan Paul show up. And- <laughs> All right, that would be funny. Diamond Street, what you looking out for, man? What am I looking out for? I'm looking out for Logan Paul to come get these motherfucking hands. Okay. I'm just saying. If anyway, if Zuckerberg and fucking Elon Musk can get a fucking match, why can't I do? I'm just playing. Uh, I ain't doing the octagon shit unless we go old school UFC and I can bite, gouge, and nut punch. If I can do that, then you got a match. But if we doing those, no, nah, I ain't doing that shit. Um, Did no, you no. say he was gonna nut bite and uh, gut punch? I didn't say nut punch. I I, I said nut punch and eye gouge. I didn't say nothing about oh, okay. nut bite anyways y'all um what i'm looking out for is i am looking out for uh just to see what's going to happen in the aftermath uh come monday uh i have a feeling that uh it should be a decent little monday monday night raw i think i might i might consume three hours as it is put on my television and we will see what happens and that's what i'm looking forward to all right Sin city you all right so we all know how this MJF and Adam Cole odd couple tag team is going to end up, but you know that doesn't mean that we can't be entertained and enjoy what's going to happen. Um, I, I absolutely love MJF as this over-the-top fake friend. That, that also could be subjective because I know a few guys that actually tend to talk and act like what MJF is doing. So you know we'll inevitably get that world title match Possibly at all in, all out. Maybe if they choose to do a third pay-per-view the week after, who knows? Um, yeah, it, it should be good. Um, EO Sky uh, won the women's Money in the Bank ladder match, as we talked about. The men's Money in the Bank was a better match, but the finish in the women's Money in the Bank ladder match was the better finish. And what I mean by that, Becky and Bailey handcuffed between the rungs of the ladder. EO climbing Bailey's back, passing Bailey to grab the briefcase. Great symbolism there. Where does where do we go from here? Uh, I'm hoping that we go EO and Asuka. Um, that shit has all the potential to be great. And let's call it what it is. I do want to see how well or how poorly Jack Perry executes this heel turn. Um, I, I did like how they had him come out to the ring in his dad's old brown jacket at the same time i couldn't help but notice the resemblance to christian's exact attire when he would wear the brown jacket and the black shirt um they got rid of tarzan boy so there you go 
um, evidently the uh, the license uh, ran out on that song lease. Um, will he be paired with Anna J? Will he join the JAS? Ideally, you have Sammy Guevara turn his back on Jericho, and then I don't know. Jericho needs a new protege, so he brings Jack Perry in as a heel. I think Jack Perry could learn a lot from Chris Jericho if he's part of the JAS. Not to mention Anna J bringing him to ringside. Yeah, that that promo is as dead as his dad. It, and th- <laughs> you know that that's the thing is it 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 was it it definitely wasn't a good promo. Um, and I'm hoping that with you know with some time that we'll be able to look back at this and see how far he's come with this character, as opposed to this being the start of something that just spiraled out of control and was never good. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. Let's get in the best in show. All right, let's see. Simon Street, what, what's best in show this week? Uh definitely would say best in show would be uh, Money in the Bank. Um, for all intents and purposes as you obviously know what the crowd is going to be like in London. It's huge. And with that amount of energy, you need to have booking that matches that energy. And even in, like like I mentioned earlier, like the one only match that I could really find fault in that was a little bit of a snooze alert was that women's uh, tag team match. Even that one was good, again, due to the booking, right? Um, and I like how um, they fed off of the crowd. I really appreciate that. I really, 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 really like that. In every matter, certain people's theme music ran on longer. Hell, I mean, Dominic and, uh, and and Cody Rhodes, I think that match was only made because they know that Cody had to play his theme song in freaking England so they could do, uh, you know, WWE Universe karaoke. <laughs> and they ran that song longer than I've ever heard. <laughs> um, but, yeah, great match, great energy. Um, it's always fun. Uh, and then hearing about, you know, London possibly hosting a, a, a WrestleMania got me excited. I already got my passport. I'm ready to go. Simon Street will return back to a, uh, a WrestleMania if that is the case. But yes, I would say the best in show goes money in the bank. Very, very happy with it. All right, cool, cool. Let me go over to you, uh, Matt Michaels. Oh, best in show, of course, was John Cena. Period. I mean, you know, first off, no one expected it. Second of off, that that crowd was fucking absolutely nuts. And it gave Waller an opportunity, because he's injured, to come out and do something with John fucking Cena. Talk about, again, building these young guys. That's how you build a fucking young guy. (laughs) He held his own with John Cena. It's like... Dude, I mean, that's it's just it's fantastic to see that kind of shit happen. Um, Money in the Bank was, a, a, again, another premium live event that delivered. And, um, you know, that's something that seems to be a trend here um, where the pay-per-views actually are strong at building to the actual pay-per-view and then starting to set up stuff going into the next you know, the next cycle of the of the next month. So it's good to see. Yeah. How about you, Sid City? <sighs> All right. 
AEW New Japan Forbidden Door. You knew that I was going to say it, um, but kudos to WWE for Money in the Bank. I was I was very entertained, um, and quite frankly, Money in the Bank has been, as far as I'm concerned, WWE's best pay-per-view this calendar year. And the reason why I'm saying that, night two of WrestleMania took it down a couple of notches for me. But all in all, WWE have been putting on high-quality PLEs, as they like to call them, all year. So I have to give them kudos for that. Um, You know, whether or not you watch the weekly shows, spoiler alert, I don't. I was able to have enough emotional interest into each match because of the video packages. And that's a definite testament to the production team with WWE. So great work by all professional wrestling companies this week, honestly. Impact had a, a pretty solid show, too. So, Yeah, I'm glad you said that. I, I'll be honest with you. While I've been away for the... Um you know, the past four weeks, I was on and off with wrestling. And the one thing I really didn't watch much of was Impact Wrestling until last week's show. And I'm I'm, I'm, I'm going, okay. I was just going a few. Alex Shelley? Yeah. Uh, okay. I mean, I don't have yeah. a problem. He's good. But I'm like, uh, the, okay, whatever. And then that's Scott. Transitional champion. Oh, yeah, yeah. And next thing I see, and then I'm seeing Scott DeMore is about to get into a match. Okay. Let's see what that's about. Leo Rush is back. I just took a few weeks off, guys, and there's a lot of changes that's happening. Um, so it should be interesting. And, of course, they're getting ready for Slammiversary, which I actually like that, that event. So I uh, most likely will be ordering it and uh, seeing what comes out of it. But um, good stuff, guys. Uh, thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us and um, listening to Wrestling Talk. We're about to go live with three count, three good topics. You maybe saw what those topics would be at the scroll that was just happening. You always can see that uh, live here Sundays. Got to make sure you, um, you're following us so you know when to uh, jump online, Twitch, YouTube, or Facebook Live. All right. So until then, uh, we will see you. If you only listen to the podcast, thank you for downloading. Thanks for listening. And we appreciate it. Until then. Take care and happy wrestling. Vegas Bad Boys of Podcasting.